healing is receptive. It's the yin. It's receiving the natural healing abilities from the source energy. So Uh, I think when people come to me, they're like, I went through a breakup and I'm going through some financial difficulties. So you're going to help heal me. Right. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) This takes your participation. Like you have Mm. to work. I'm just holding space for you and helping you move through these things. Welcome to the PS Younger Self podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and we have an exciting episode for you today. We're exploring a topic I've been very interested in since I've been on this personal development journey and wanted to share everything I learned with you, my listeners. So we are talking about the benefits of energy healing. What is it exactly and why we might need it? And to help us get into all this goodness about energy healing, we are talking to a New York-based energy healer and meditation teacher. Her background is in industrial and organizational psychology, but after years in corporate America following the traditional path to success, she didn't feel truly fulfilled. And as my regular listeners know, I know I relate to this all too well. So in 2017, she quit her corporate job, traveled the world, and started working with shamans, astrologers, energy healers, sages, and became who she is today, a Reiki master and thought leader on energy healing. She is also a fellow podcaster of Awaken and Align, where she's created a sacred space to shift our individual and collective consciousness. So it's everything we love. So please meet the lovely Laura Chung. Welcome, Laura. How are you? And thank you for being with me. Thank you so much, Chris. And thank you to the listeners. And I'm truly honored to share this space with you. Thank you very much. And I know we were just chit-chatting before. I love the fact that we are former, well, you are still a New Yorker, but Mm -hmm. having the bond as a former New Yorker myself. So welcome. And let's get started with the basics, Laura. Can you tell us what is energy healing? And is there a difference between energy healing and energy clearing? Sure. Um, So let's kind of start from the beginning, I guess. Um, Everybody sees this world as matter, as physical, but I just really want to shift our perspective into seeing everything as energy. And going back to science, um, if you break down every atom, there's subatomic particles. And scientists have now proven that even these small particles are just movements of energy and light particles. So me looking at you or you looking at me, you see a physical form, but actually we're just a bunch of closely um, dense particles together that makes up matter. So everything in this universe, every single physical thing that you see is actually energy. It's just particles moving at different frequencies. So um, knowing that is so liberating because um, you have the power with focused thought and intention 
to shift your physical reality and to help heal yourself and to, um, everyone loves to use this word, manifest uh, things into your being. But um, really what energy healing is for me, and I have my practice in the Reiki system. It's a lineage of study from Japan, but there's many different kinds of energy healing modalities. And Mm -hmm. it really is to clear away the stuck, dense energies, the dense emotions um, that maybe you didn't understand or had the toolbox to clear in your past. And we've all gone through, I don't care who you are, how you grew up, but we've all been through something traumatic and we've all been through something hard. And our society, and I can speak for Americans, a New Yorker as well, that weren't necessarily given the tools or taught to how to fully be present with our emotions and how to move through our emotions because we are sentient beings um, and how to really um, not be afraid of our emotions, but use them as energy to fuel what we want to create in our lives. And so energy healing encompasses energy clearing, Um, Mm -hmm. clearing, is really just being fully present and aware of how you're feeling in the moment and allowing that to move through you. Hmm. So I hope I answered your question. (laughs) It it really did. And, and actually, Laura, thank you so much for actually tying it back to the foundation of um, the science, because I know from, especially in the Western world, Many of us like looking into spirituality and alternative medicine can really be skeptical. And I was actually going to ask you about, you know, is it rooted in science? But to your point about how everything is an energy source, I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it really ties back to quantum physics, right? Like that we're all interconnected into one electromagnetic field of energy. So Thank you. Thank you so much for tying into that. And then so, but when you're, when you said that energy uh, healing is a way to then clear away stuck, dense energy. And you have also mentioned that like our, our emotions can be trapped, I believe. Like, um, so how can we identify, like, how do we know, Laura, when we have the stuck, dense energy? That's such a good question because um, I, and I hate to use this word again, but it's what you manifest. Like if you look Mm. at outer reality, so um, I believe in the 12 universal laws of nature. And so it's this common statement of as within, so without, as above, so below. So you can very much tell your inner world and how you're feeling by what is present in your physical reality. So for example, if you want to attract the love of your life, your soulmate, and you just keep repeating the pattern of attracting somebody who is non-committal, who doesn't want to uh, talk about you know, their feelings or doesn't want to open up to you and you you keep attracting the same person, then that's a good indication of something that's going on internally within you. Maybe it was, Uh. maybe it was the way you grew up and that's, you know, our parents are our models of how we see relationships and how we see everything in this world. Maybe you went through a breakup and you never fully healed from that experience and you just kind of Um, swept your emotions under the rug and now it's manifesting in a way of 
you're attracting somebody because you've had these walls up. So I always say like with anything in life, if you want to change your outer reality, you have to look at what's, what's mirroring that within yourself. So another good example, Mm. if you don't have money that you feel you deserve, so abundance and manifesting wealth is a big topic these days. Yes. Then, then there's something within you that is mirroring that. So your subconscious beliefs, your mm-hmm. limiting beliefs around money, and maybe you have money wounds. Like I know for me, my parents came here as immigrants and they really were on survival mode. And so for a really long time, I thought of money in like a survival way. Like you just have to work hard, put your head down and almost like hoard money and save money for a rainy day. And now at this stage of my life, I realize like money is just energy. Money comes in, money comes out. And to have that fearful notion of money is, is not healthy. It's not like financially, that's not being financially well for me personally. Mm -hmm. So I really do ask everybody who's listening to just be very reflective and contemplative about your life and what actually is and being honest with yourself and and check that with where you want to be and being honest with yourself and see mm-hmm. the gap in between the two and then recognizing that you have the power to change your inner world through all the modalities that are available to you. And mm-hmm. And it really is like, that's why I say we all have the power within because it's an inner shift. You can't change what's outside of you without doing the inner work first. Yeah, that's such a powerful notion. And I love how you put it about how our our outer reality is the mirror of our, our internal state of being. And that phrase also, the inner shift is how you're going to create that um, by working on and tapping into these different modalities and also to your point, and this is definitely some of the work that I've been going going through, but are being aware of, of limiting beliefs that maybe then is what is trapping you to then create that reality, right? Is that yes. good interpretation? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, I have my master's in psychology, so I do believe in the mind and our mind and um, how it works and how it creates chemicals in our body. And our reality is a projection of our subconscious mind and our beliefs. And it's it makes up 95% of our reality. And we change our subconscious programming through our conscious thought. So it really does begin at the mind. And you have to be a gatekeeper of your thoughts. And you have the you have the power to choose like, um, a thought that comes into your mind, do you want to reject it or do you want to accept it? Because knowing that mm-hmm. you have so much power over how you live your life. Yeah. I love how you put that too, a gatekeeper of your thoughts. You're right. And then it takes a conscious act. Um, and, and for me, one of the practice I've been actually putting through is um, the 90-10 principle. Like when I'm now aware of like how something is triggering me, mm-hmm. I, I can decide on how I'm going to react because the you know the the reality of it is like ninety percent of how you actually react to something creates that reality. Exactly. 
But this is so good, Laura. But so then if I can ask you, because you also mentioned that there are so many different types of energy healing modalities. Can we, can I ask you, what are some misconceptions about energy healing? One of the biggest misconceptions is that I'm doing the healing. And I just want to debunk that right now. I put that I'm an energy healer on my title so that people could find me, but I'm not healing or doing the healing. Um, And it's a very big distinction because, you know, we live in this unified field, this oneness, this divine life source, and you can call it God, goddess, divine life force energy, or the quantum field, but it's all the same thing. It's all source energy. And when you attune yourself, so with Reiki, um, you attune yourself to that energy so that you can channel that energy. So I am, when people come to me for energy healing, it's just that I'm creating the space for them and directing the energy to them because I channel that energy to them, but they are doing the healing themselves. They have opened themselves up to receive So it's like, um, Reiki energy is receiving rather than doing. And I think in our, again, like modern culture of Western, you know, programming or culture, we always think of everything as the yang energy of the doing of being active. Yes. Healing is receptive. It's the yin. It's receiving the natural healing abilities from the source energy. So, I think think when people come to me, they're like, I went through a breakup and I'm going through some financial difficulties. So you're going to help heal me. Right. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 (laughs) no. This takes your participation. Like you have Mm. to work. I'm just holding space for you and helping you move through these things. So it really does take the person's participation and taking action towards their own healing. Wow, that's a really good one in terms of um, uh, the misconception, because you're right when you put it that way. It's so powerful because it's may and maybe again because we're both American um, in the Western world. I think I don't know. Are very um, everything is so commoditized, and we want things like immediately and like the quick pill, right? Like or the quick fix. So yeah. it's like, I have an issue. All right, Laura, Miss Energy Healer, like heal me. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, to your point, not only is it you doing the work, but it was so beautifully said, I never thought about this, but energy healing is, is the, is the act of receiving. It's the receptive energy. Yes. That was really, that made me, yeah, sound is so powerful. And so, okay. Um, then like if we have if we are you're creating the space we are creating the space for energy healing and it seems like because there are all sorts of different blocked energies that we can have and can we i think we can tie it to our chakras right because i i feel like there's a lot of talk around like energy blocks and tie to our chakras mm-hmm so then um, when I asked you the question earlier, like, when do we know if um, we need energy healing? Is it, am I being redundant if I ask you, like, how do we know if our chakras are out of balance? Yeah. So first, I just want to say that um, 
because I don't want to appropriate culture, chakras um, come from the come from you know the yogic system, the Vedic system of energy healing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but every like Eastern culture has their own version of I guess the energy centers. You know, Chinese medicine. Oh, okay. And I like to call, and that's why I don't necessarily write that I'm a Reiki master teacher anymore, because I want people to be open to the idea that it is just energy. Um, and got it. So, um, chakras in Sanskrit means wheel, and so we have in our physical body seven chakras or wheels of energy or energy centers, and um, I, I guess the one of the best ways, one of the best indicators of feeling some kind of um, energy block is actually physical ailments. So a lot of my clients um, who come to me have a lot of stomach issues because the physical manifestations of pain are something energetic. It happens at the energetic level first. So um, if you have a stomach ache or if you have like, um, maybe trouble digesting the energetic interpretation of that is that maybe you don't feel like you have confidence or that you feel disempowered, or maybe you don't have the will to bring your thing forward, whatever you're working on, or maybe you're, you can't ask for a raise or you can't ask for what you need, or it could literally be like, you can't digest something like you can't, something happened to you and you can't like move it through your system. So that area of your body is at the navel point, which is the solar plexus Mm -hmm. and in Chinese medicine. And I'm going to butcher the, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but Dantian, it is your literal fire. It's your like power source where we feel confident. It's where we feel like we can show up in this world in our embodied self. But the, the dark or the shadow side of it is you don't have the confidence to speak up or you don't have the confidence to show up in a way where you want to feel, or you don't feel like you're deserving or worthy of, you know, showing yourself on social media or um, those kind of things. So when you know that, when you feel those things, and again, this is all so intuitive and this is not in the logical mind. um, You can start just creating space for yourself and maybe putting your hands at your navel point and being like, okay, what, what point in my life did I feel not empowered? At what point did I feel like I couldn't show up for myself and giving yourself the space and time to be like, okay, like maybe that's not true. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real. And a lot of our beliefs are just distorted. They're not even real because our ego is, the part of us that wants to survive the part of us that wants to keep us safe is actually not um, bound by reality. The higher part of ourselves, our higher selves and the spirit part of us that's infinite will always direct us in the right way. So I know I answered that question in such a broad term, but um, it's, it's such a like multi-layered answer for um, something that is multi-layered because there are so many variables involved. 
Yeah. No, you you answered it um, beautifully. And thank you for that clarification in terms of, you know, because obviously, you know, I um, don't have such a depth of knowledge and in, in energy healing. So when you clarify that like chakras is just one, one, uh, you know, form of like describing the energy field and it's a kind of description. So that was really helpful in clarifying that. But I agree with you that, you know, a lot of our subconscious thoughts and limiting thoughts ties in with our ego, which can be, I think, one of the biggest blocks energetically for sure that holds us back into, you know, to your earlier point of creating that outer reality. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's a constant battle that I go through every day with, um, you know, facing the ego and recognizing the ego and what my, you know, authentic self like really wants to be and honor. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, for me, in, in every day, I have a challenge to go through with that ego. It's not easy. Yeah. And actually, um, I'm also a Kundalini yoga teacher. And in the Kundalini yoga system, we have 10 bodies. So the physical one mm-hmm. is one of them. And we have an energetic body, an auric body, um, an emotional body. So again, like back to what I said in the beginning, a lot of us just focus on our physical body, but we, there are so many layers to us. So um, the physical body is just a manifestation of what our other bodies are going through. And that's like an indicator of where we need to look deeper within. So that could also help somebody. No, for sure. So then um, it seems like and anyone could really benefit from energy healing, right? And and again, because there's so many different modalities and that we are all energy beings, we all have some source of trauma from our past, like anyone, right? So where can and how someone who, let's say, may be skeptical or has not even tried like yoga or meditation, like where can they start? Yeah, so I think that everyone is going to have to understand their own energy and going to have to do these clearings for themselves because, again, we are all energetic beings. So if you think about it, you walk outside to a pool of energy that is like yours is the collective energy, other people's. So I think, you know, maybe 10 years ago, meditation started to become really trending, right? I think Mm -hmm. our next thing is everyone's going to be talking about energy and it is science as well. So I think it, it goes beyond just spirituality. It's, it's everything. It is what, what we are. It's the basis of our universe. So I think where I would start is just, um, and where I started was just reading books about it. Um, and I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. Because he talks about energy and he actually, a lot of his books shows the chakras. He doesn't call it that either because he wants to stay away from, you know, um, these, more ancient philosophies, but, um, you can watch YouTube videos about it. And yeah, I mean, I would start there listen to podcasts and just get curious. Yeah. Well, curiosity definitely is a great place to start. You're, you're right. And I think you, you said you think, uh, um, energy healing will go mainstream. Did I hear you correctly? 
Yes. Well, I yeah. think it's already mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maybe if you look at, yeah, of all the different the different modalities there are. Like when I was reading up more about it in preparation for our recording, like I didn't know actually, Laura, that like acupuncture is and, and even massage yeah. is a form of energy healing. Yes. So, so yeah. then you're right. It kind of maybe already is mainstream, but the conversation, I think the conversation around it, maybe not so mainstream in, in the sense that all of this really does exist and that we can do the work every day in, in different forms that really tie into our comfort level and um, help us, you know, tap into the doing the inner work for the outer work. Exactly. And even like, I think you were asking me, what are the different kinds of energy healing modalities? I mean, sound mm-hmm. baths, sound is energy oh, yeah. mm-hmm. form of the vibration um, you mentioned acupuncture. What is acupuncture? Acupuncture is just aligning your meridians in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, cupping, that's energy healing. I mean, there's so many different modalities wow. that, that type that go into different types of frequencies of energy as well. I mean, I would say even walking outside in nature is energy healing because you're getting the natural the natural healing of nature of mother earth. So it doesn't just oh, have right. to be like Reiki or, you know, any of these like more traditional types of energy healing going to the you're ocean. So, <laughs> you're so right. I'm so glad you brought that up that, you know, even just being out in nature, walking, and if you're by the the beach, like walking down the beach, whatever, just being in fresh air. You're right. That's probably the, the the oldest, most ancient and natural source of energy healing. And even getting sunlight, I had another fascinating conversation a while ago with um, epigenetics coach, and he was recommending how like the first thing we should do to balance our circadian rhythm is to see sunlight mm-hmm. as soon as you wake up. Because it balances your your energetic like you know rhythm and being, and so that was a really really great point. And just making it super simple, exactly. And I mentioned the twelve universal laws of nature. Everything mm-hmm. that I'm talking about is just getting back into our own natural cycle of nature. Mm-hmm. Like again, not being so much in the young energy, the active and the doing, but also giving us the time to rest the time to sleep and nurture ourselves, like we have to balance the two. So can you, so can we kind of hone into that a little bit? So again, we both agreed and connected on the fact that, you know, we from New York and the Western world, we're so used to being in that like active energy, but when we're so programmed to be in this active energy, the masculine energy too. I've had a conversation about masculine feminine energy. Like how is, is there a right balance, Laura? Like, how do we know? Like, it's not like, like, like baking a cake where it's percentage of this much cup and then like that much flour. Like, is there a right balance? How do we know? Again, is it just personal? Well, I think all of this requires being super in the moment and present with yourself and just really, and I know everybody says this and it's super annoying when people tell this to me, but you have (laughs) to be in the present moment constantly in the moment to moment and being fully aware 
and fully present because um, you have to understand like when you're being too much in the, and I say active or being or yin and yang, because I want to be inclusive of um, genders. So like the feminine is the, the yin, the being, the receptiveness, the, the energies and the masculine is solar. It's the active, it's the, you know, um, the doing. Mm -hmm. So you have to be so aware of like when you're, when you're being versus doing and balancing the two. So like on Monday I was super busy. I worked all day and I said, okay, then tomorrow I'm just going to be more in the receptive and the being because I need my body at rest, you know, and it's going, it's going against our culture of nine to five. I mean, I didn't even work nine to five. I worked from like seven to seven, eight to eight, like yeah, culture of a nine to five work week and of doing it's really going against that now. Well, you're right. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think again, it's just that script. It's that programming and indoctrination of like what, what society tells us is the right way to be and that programming of nine to five. And if you're used to it, like our former lives or being in the corporate world, like it's, it's actually trained me to be a little, little guilty. And that's so interesting that you were talking about how Laura, you're like Monday, I was super busy, but yesterday I was really receptive. Mm -hmm. And to be very honest with you, I kind of um, was having this feeling like yesterday too, I was catching up with a friend in, um, in the U S I haven't talked to her in a while. And she was asking me like, Oh, so what do you do now? Da, 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 da. And, and I told her, I was like, well, you know, part of what I, the luxury of part of what I do now, like if like today I only worked literally like for an hour mm-hmm. and I said it was because emotionally, like I just did not feel uh, not, not motivated, but like, I just was not in the emotional state to yeah create productive work. But I'm going to tell you, Laura, my immediate reaction was feeling guilty. I'm like, holy shit, I felt unproductive. Like, what are you doing? But then I paused for a second and it's a good point. I like how you said it's about being in the present. Being in the present, I realized, okay, Chris, you need this mm-hmm. and you still get stuff done you know, you don't have clients like, you know, banging at your door saying like, why are you not responding to my email? So it's like, enjoy this day. And so, yeah, I appreciate and and understand now that you're right. It's about being in that present and just honoring what, how you're feeling. And I think before, again, being in that nine to five, that program script of like where you're expected it's just, it's been deprogramming for me, actually, Laura, to be like, okay, it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. Just do what your body is telling you you need, you feel like doing or, or what makes you feel good. Yeah, I think this whole thing is deprogramming and asking ourselves, like, we're all hustling and we're all grinding for what? Like at the end of the day, we all just want the same things. We all want happiness, joy, peace, love, and to live life to the fullest. So like, what are we all grinding for? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that's something that I had to ask myself because when I became an entrepreneur, I wanted that flexibility, but I wasn't living that life. And I 
had to ask myself, well, you quit your job because you wanted to have more of a life, but you're not even having a life. So it really was all Mm. programming and saying to myself, like, that happens in the mind. Like you actually have to say that to yourself that I don't want to work this hustle, this hustler lifestyle that I think as New Yorkers, we all subscribe to. And yeah. it's like a badge of honor, right, Laura? Yeah, like, like a hustle. It's like, yeah, I'm a hustler. I only got five hours of sleep and I went to work out at 5 a.m. Like, no. Why? No, thank you. <laughs> do that anymore and I think 2020 was this gift that yes. I think everybody reevaluated like what they wanted to do with their time mm-hmm. how they wanted to spend their time with who they wanted to spend it with and since life is so short it's like I don't want to spend all of my days working no <laughs> mm-hmm. so so true it was a 2020 was a huge freaking wake-up call oh yeah all of us yeah I mean we're kind of still in it it's like the extended 2020 but right (laughs) maybe maybe all of us aren't awake yet that's why it's going so long you know it's okay because everyone wakes up in their own time and yes yes we we can yes. only be responsible for our own timing and our own lives. But yeah. But I think by being the embodiment of the change we want to see in this world, people will look around and say, oh, there is another way of living. And that's why it's so powerful to have, you know, you have your podcast, I have my podcast. And as an Asian American woman where my entire family is built up of doctors and lawyers and, you know, those one named identities of um, <laughs> engineer. And they all look at me now and they're like, wow, she's actually doing it. It creates a shift in your own family and your own community. Mm, that's so inspiring, Laura. Um, while I relate, you know, um, from the point of, you know, growing up in an Asian family and having certain expectations of their defined definition of their definition of success. But I, um, and I, 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 to me, my definition of success has completely changed, but I feel like my family still is, while my brothers find it very inspiring to just go off and do what my heart and passion is, mm-hmm. my parents are still struggling a little bit. Like they, they still don't get it, but, you know. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't try to try to make them get it anymore. As long as I'm receiving the love in different ways, it's, uh, it's all I can ask for at this point. <laughs> exactly. Trust yeah. me, girl, people did not, people in my family, I'm, I'm sure most of them still don't get it, but I've come to the point in my life where life is too short to care about what people think. I can't live yes. like that. So I'm just going to yes. do something. And honestly, like, I I love what I do and I have so much fun and I think that translates. So people see that it doesn't matter exactly what I'm doing as long as I'm happy. Yeah. Well, that was really well said. And you certainly do give off the vibe that you are (laughs) having fun. That's what I've gotten from your Instagram profile. (laughs) And it comes from, you know, all the way from your amazing mother who I discovered shares the same birthday with me. Thank you for sh- actually sharing that energy with us to the yeah. world. But one of my last questions, Laura. So we talked about 
again, the different modalities, everyone's in their own timeline, and how to kind of tap your feet into energy healing. But what are some tips, like maybe you can share with us like what your practice is in terms of maintaining good energy in our home, in our environment? Sure. I think that, again, this is all an inner journey. So when I wake up in the morning, I first say a prayer of thanks and gratitude because um, when you have gratitude for your life and just being here in general really amplifies everything. So when I open up my eyes, I just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then my morning routine has shifted over time, but um, I write in my journal. I do some kind of movement. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I love to dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a form of energy healing because you are moving energy out of your body. And ah. yeah, and there's different kinds of, you know, ecstatic dance and different kinds yes, of. I've been to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of. Um, indigenous cultures incorporate some kind of tribal dance into their ceremonies. So um, I love dancing. Um, And then I do a meditation where my meditation now incorporates Reiki and a gratitude practice. So as I'm going through the different energy centers, I'll just offer thanks to, you know, my mind that I have um, mental health, that I have clarity of mind, that I can think And then my eyes for giving me sight, because I think oftentimes we rush through life and we take so much for granted. And again, like what 2020 taught me was just being healthy is everything. Health is wealth. And if you don't even have that, then I don't know, there's really not much you can do with your life. So I just like bless my body. I just bless all of my um, organs and my you know, energy centers and give offering and thanks to my parents, my ancestors, my community, um, the keepers of this land. So I live on Lanape land and um, the the all four winds, I bring in the directions and yeah, I just really, it's really a love and gratitude practice and feeling centered and grounded in myself so that I can show up in this world the best way that I can. Because if I don't do this for myself and fill my own cup, then I'm just all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) I just want for everybody to do that. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a formal meditation or a formal you know, 30 minutes, but like, even if it's just five minutes to do that for yourself, to feel centered and connect with that divine presence, whatever you call it, um, is going to help you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I, I like to believe that the love being sharing love and gratitude is like one of the most powerful energy and, you know, we can, we can cultivate. And so I love that you make that part of your daily practice. And so Laura, my favorite question I ask all of my guests is if you can pass on one piece of advice to your younger Laura to remind her to live fully in the present and always on her terms, what would you like to pass on? Just be you, girl. Don't be afraid. Shine bright. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) 
um, that on that note, because this has been an amazing conversation, I know that my listeners should reach out to you, connect with you. So please tell us where everyone can find you and connect with you. Yes. Well, I just first want to say thank you so much, Chris, and thank you for what you do. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with everybody. And I felt so honored to be with you today. Yeah. So my personal page is at I am Laura Chung. Um, and my website is at Kumi Dreams. And then my um, community is at Awaken and Align and at Awaken Oh, sorry. www.awakeninalan.life is the website. Incredible. It's a beautiful website, by the way. And I started listening to your podcast and will be listening more. And so thank you, really. I um, hope to stay connected, Laura. And this has been a wonderful conversation. And thank you so much again for sharing your uh, gift with us. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of P.S. Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.